0: The AP preseason poll is in. Where did LSU land? And more importantly, what does it mean for this 2023 squad? You are locked on LSU. Your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Well, thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, don't forget... You can also find us on YouTube as well. My name is Caroline Fenton and I am your host as I am every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton one. You can also find us on YouTube at locked on LSU. You can hit that subscribe button get notified as soon as locked on LSU drops. You can like, you can comment, you can subscribe, rate, review, all that great stuff. Just appreciate you for being here and always appreciate you for making locked on LSU your first listen every single day. Well, let's get into it because while it's training camp season, while we are less than two weeks away, maybe less than three weeks, three weeks, I think it is calendars hard three weeks away from LSU, Florida state, we're less than two weeks away from week zero. Like we are so close to college football that I can almost taste it. And I'm freaking out. I'm so excited, even though we're so close. We still reside in this mucky middle of the college football season, maybe like this limbo of the college football season that myself and several other media members affectionately call talking season, because even though we are close, even though we're in the middle of training camp, even though we do have football on the practice field to talk about, still, A whole lot of what we're all doing is speculating, is gossiping, so to speak. Really, all that we're doing is giving our best predictions and hoping come September, October, November, January that we're right. Really, for the most part, we're all just guessing. Some of our guesses are more educated than others. Some of our guesses are maybe a little bit spicier or or hotter than others, But really, for the most part, it's just talking season. And I love talking season personally because I, one, talk for a living. Second of all, I love the speculation of it all. I love to look back and reflect in like December and January once we're getting down to the end of the season to see what we all thought in July and in August – Who we thought was going to be the team to beat, which more likely than not, more times than not, is completely off, or at least for the most part. So we are still in talking season, and I think that the peak of talking season is really at the part that we're at now, and that is ranking season, specifically preseason ranking season, because the AP poll is here finally, and it kicks off with... Georgia in the top spot. I don't have a problem with Georgia being in the top spot. I want to say that they got 60 of the 63 first place votes. Um, Those three people that didn't vote Georgia first overall, even after they won a national championship this past year and won a national championship the year before, I don't really know. Like, Are they just trying to be cute or what? I don't know, but I have no problems with Georgia. Michigan in that second slot. Strange choice there, but I digress. Ohio State three, Alabama four, rounding out the top four, which I don't think you, know, you can nitpick two and three and four should be two, whatever it might be. But I think for the most part, I think that's probably consensus. Top four teams across college football, most people you would ask now. And coming in at number five overall in the AP poll, With 1,276 points is your LSU Tigers. Now to put that into context, Georgia came in with 1,572 in the number one spot. Alabama, number four, came in with over 120 points more than LSU with 1,398. Now, LSU is just a scooch above USC coming in at number six with 1,245 points. That's all just an aggregate Value given by the AP poll voters. Now, how should you feel about this? What does the AP preseason poll mean? Drum roll, please. Absolutely freaking nothing. It means nothing. Preseason polls and preseason rankings are just the, the infant child of talking season preseason polls. I, I view at least as simply just the time capsule to kind of show where we as a college football society are at as a consensus of who's going to be good, who's not going to be good, who's going to be at the top of college football. That's simply all it is to me. It is a, a reference point for later on in the season why do they mean nothing? Because they're based off of nothing other than, you know, FPI, which is like an ESPN ranking where they combine, you know, returning production, returning starters, recruiting classes, schedules, uh, the ending of last season, all of that. And they kind of put it together in this big, massive clump of analytics and they churn out a result. So it's FPI and it's opinion and all of the above. And I'm not saying that you, you should ignore it because I mean it's something to talk about. It's college football to talk about in August. But this means absolutely nothing to me. And if you feel differently, let me know. But I'll tell you why. Because I will ask you the question. What these schools have in common, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, NC State, Michigan State, Miami, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Wake Forest, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU. It's 15 schools. Do you know what they have in common? All of those schools were ranked in the 2022 preseason AP poll and were not ranked in the 2022 final AP poll. 15 schools. 15 schools that were voted upon by the greatest minds in college football that weren't featured in the final top 25. That's over, well over. Half of the preseason AP poll. So I have a really hard time taking this poll by any metric beyond just simply what it is. And that's speculation. That's assumption. That's prediction. But I do think there's maybe one thing that we can take away from this, as far as LSU is concerned. And I want to get into that coming up next. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you've got access to the best qualified candidates available, which is why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I know, that hiring for your business isn't always the easiest or the quickest or the most fun thing to do. But the great thing about LinkedIn Jobs is it's incredibly easy. It is free and they take all of the the, the tough work, all of the, the long hours of the day. LinkedIn Jobs takes a lot of that away for you. So all you have to do is go to LinkedIn Jobs and add your job with the purple hashtag hiring frame. So add that to your LinkedIn profile and You can spread the word to all of the LinkedIn members, the millions of LinkedIn members that you are hiring. They've got simple tools like screening questions that make it super easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and who you'd like to hire. I know there's nothing worse than sitting down with people and interviewing people only to realize, yeah, they don't have quite the right experience or expertise that I'm looking for. LinkedIn takes care of that for you. So it's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the podcast. What does the offense look like so far in training camp? What are we seeing from Jaden Daniels? What are we seeing from Garrett Nasmer? What are we seeing from the offensive line? Some receivers that have really blossomed and, you know, really kind of made a name for themselves so far in camp. We'll get into that coming up next. But what we're focusing on now is the AP poll that was just released today on Monday afternoon. And LSU in the number five overall spot. I mean, that's a whole lot of love for LSU now. Now, running at the top 10, USC at six, Penn State at seven, Florida State at eight, Clemson at nine, Washington at ten. A whole lot of people very high in Washington this offseason. Michael Penix Jr., you know, showing some good things this past season. Ideally, I think the idea is that he takes the next, next step forward this season. I I don't I don't care about this. I can't care about this because too many times I've gotten invested in an AP preseason poll, and it, it, it really, like, once the ball's kicked off on – what day that is September 4th, uh, excuse me, September 3rd against Florida state, the preseason poll doesn't matter. Once any of these teams, first game is kicked off. None of that matters. What matters is what you do on the field. So this might matter for the next two weeks, but until then, once we get to that point, none of this matters. Like you don't win a championship for being preseason top five. Now, you don't get a trophy for that. You don't get a cookie for everyone thinking that you're going to be good. But maybe that's one thing that we can take away from all of this is precisely that everyone's drinking the LSU Kool-Aid. Everyone thinks that this team is going to be really good because LSU being in the number five spot in in the AP poll shows me that up until a certain point, LSU is going to be in the conversation for the college football playoff. And yes, if these rankings fall out on you know January 2nd, whenever that comes, late December, early January, this would have LSU on the outside looking in. But if you're in that number five spot, like you're in the playoff conversation. If you're in that number five spot, you have zero to one losses. I don't think that you – If, you know, using this ranking, the preseason ranking, kind of translating it to a mid or late season ranking, you're not the number five overall team with two losses. So I don't know how everyone views LSU. Is it going to be just based off of these rankings? Like this is how I would interpret that. If these were the rankings on, let's say December 29th, it would show me that LSU would maybe be a one loss team with one loss being to Alabama because they have Alabama in the number four spot. So that's maybe how I view it. It And maybe that only that one loss would be enough to keep LSU outside of the college football playoff. And just, if I'm interpreting this the way that the rankings are falling out, you know, if this were to happen in the regular season, LSU, Alabama, go into Tuscaloosa, both undefeated. Alabama wins that game. They win the West. They go to Atlanta. They lose to Georgia in the SEC championship. I, I think that would make sense, right? Georgia with the top spot. Alabama as maybe a one-loss team with the number four spot. I But somebody's got to lose the Michigan-Ohio State game. And I know that's not how it works. It's not a projection of what's going to happen in January. It's where things stand now, but that's just how I'm interpreting it. That people view the voters, the AP view LSU as being a college football playoff contender. First of all, that gets me juiced, (laughs) that gets me pumped. That the the general college football world is seeing what we see in this team, that they can be a legitimate college football contender. That LSU could beat just about any team on their schedule. That the hype surrounding LSU is real. But here's one thing about that that maybe scares me a little bit. We haven't seen... A Brian Kelly coached LSU team with high expectations. We've seen a Brian Kelly coached team that wasn't even preseason top 25, for whatever that means. We've seen a Brian Kelly coached team with a lot of question marks. We've seen a Brian Kelly coached team with, you know, six and six, maybe seven and five, maybe eight and four, maybe nine and three. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Kind of conversations preseason, we haven't seen a Brian Kelly coach to LSU team that is top five in the country. And we've said it so many times. I've said it. I'm sure you've said it. I'm sure you've heard it from several other, either local or national talking heads, that once you beat Alabama and once you win the SEC West and compete for a conference title in year one at this school in this conference, expectations skyrocket, and you're seeing that now with LSU as the number five team overall preseason. So how is Brian Kelly able to kind of temper the expectations inside the locker room? Or maybe on the other side of that, how is Brian Kelly going to be able to use this to fuel his team in a positive way? And I think that's kind of a a tough line to walk, right? Because you want your team to be confident. You want your team to walk out there every single game to put their pads on and suit up every Saturday and one Sunday in LSU's case, knowing and having the confidence that they can beat whoever they're going to play, wherever they're going to play them, whether that's Florida State and Orlando, whether that's Alabama and Tuscaloosa, or whether that's East, Southwest. Carolina Upstate Technical College in Baton Rouge. They need to know that they can win. They need to have the confidence in themselves and in that team. But also on the other side, you don't want your team to fall back on, well, everybody thinks that we're going to be good. You don't want your team to fall back on, well, everybody loves us. Everybody is talking about us. It's a tough line to walk, but as a head football coach in this league, that's, That's a line that you have to know how to walk. Those are expectations that you have to both temper and use as fuel for the fire. Look, I don't disagree with this ranking in the slightest. In fact, I think anything outside of the top 10 would have been a major snub for LSU, considering the just amount of consistency that they have coming back. The amount, you know, returning a coordinator, both coordinators and a quarterback, only one of two teams in the SEC can say that you and Vanderbilt, and I don't know how high Vanderbilt's expectations are. So just the consistency, the schedule, and I know you're playing an SEC West schedule and also Florida State, who is another top 10 preseason team. But still, for the most part, you know, you're playing Missouri out of the East. That's not a team that really gives me the heebie-jeebies. They've got a schedule and they've got a roster and they have the transfer portal class and the recruiting class to be a really good team. So I'm not saying I disagree with this ranking in the slightest. Now there are a few rankings that I vehemently disagree with. Like Texas at 11, give me a break. I will believe that Texas can be a top 20 team when I see it. Like North Carolina being 21. I know everyone's high on Drake May. I don't see it with North Carolina. a and being a top 25 team. I think that's strange that you can go five and seven and then be a top 25 team the next year. I'll believe it when I can see it. So there are several rankings that I do disagree with. I don't disagree with LSU's. But what I'm intrigued to see is how Brian Kelly is able to handle and manage his first season at LSU with really high expectations. He exceeded expectations this past season because honestly, I don't know how high they really were. Expectations at LSU are always going to be high. That's just the kind of program that this is. But whatever they were last year, I mean, m- multiply them by 100, and that's what they are this year. But coming up next, I want to get into a couple of tidbits, a couple little, you know, news and notes surrounding training camp and also some other takeaways that I have from the preseason top 25. We will get into that coming up next. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. Just a reminder to everybody. Mailbag Wednesday is back. Took a little bit of a hiatus during the summer since we were all out and about. We weren't as consistent over the summer. But we're back every day, and so is Mailbag Wednesday. So get those questions in for me. You can send them in on any day. However you would like, you can comment them below on the YouTube page. You can tweet them at me, at Fenton one You can DM me, at Fenton one Already have gotten a few DMs, so I appreciate that. You can also send them in on the, the podcast Twitter page, at LockedInLSU. Tweet me, DM me, however you'd like to send them in. I will take them, and I will take them any day of the week. We'll get to those on Wednesday's edition of Locked on LSU. But I had a few more takeaways from the preseason top 25. And maybe it's not just this season, and just overall philosophy of the preseason top 25. And it's really just the preseason, you know, once we get into week six, I think that all of our consensuses, consensus, whatever the word is, they're pretty much the same, you know, we all, um, we all by week six, seven, eight, like there's probably a clear number one, there's probably a clear number two Maybe you have a few jumbled up between three, four, five, and six. But really, for the most part, we have a good idea for who is good. And we have a good idea for who is not so good. But in the preseason, we've got nothing to go off of other than hype, other than expectation. Other than what we know from the outside looking in. Now, there are more, there are a few v- voters that are more plugged in than others, whether they're beat writers, whether they're former coaches, they just have different perspectives. Maybe some voters go to practice. I, I saw on, on The Advocate, Scott Rabelais votes for the AP. So Scott Rabelais has a little bit more of an inside peek into what exactly is going on in real issue, and maybe the beat writer writer from New Mexico where a former coach might have a different perspective, maybe relationships that they've had, things that they've heard, just general understanding of what goes into winning in college football. It's a different perspective, but really sometimes for the most part, more often than not, I feel like all of this just comes from group think maybe and I don't mean that in a negative way because the preseason rankings have to come from somewhere but I I'm just wondering you know where did we all as a football watching society decide that Penn State was the seventh best team in all of college football I mean Penn State lost their starting is losing their starting quarterback going into this season I mean you know, Sean Clifford is not going to be the starting quarterback at Penn State for the first time in what feels like 25 years. I mean, Penn State went 10-2 and this past season, had a solid year, but lost to the two best teams in their schedule in Michigan and Ohio State. Is, is that a top-seven team? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. And I'm not going to act like some sort of Penn State expert. But when did we all, as a college football-watching society, decide that we were going to give Texas the benefit of the doubt Every single year. I mean, Texas every year is top 10, top 15. This year, they're 11th. I know that Texas lost their starting quarterback early in the season this past season when Quinn Ewers went down against Alabama. I know that Texas is going to have Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning and probably the most star-studded, most talented quarterback room in the country. I know. I know. But as far as Texas is concerned, like when are we going to stop doing this? When are we going to stop giving Texas the off-season hype and the benefit of the doubt that they haven't proven that they necessarily deserve? And that's no shade to the Texas program. It's just simply something that I've noticed over the past few years is Texas always gets this hype preseason. And when are we going to learn? So – it's just – I just find it interesting. I do. I find it very interesting, and this is no shade whatsoever to the AP, no shade whatsoever to the voters because they're just doing their jobs. And I'm talking about it. You know, it's interesting for all of us as as college football fans and observers to see, you know, as my thoughts – are my thoughts kind of reflected in this? Or do they are they higher on someone else than we are? Or are they higher than, on my team than I am? Whatever it might be. But the last team that I'm really intrigued and is ranked a lot lower than I expected is the very team that we're going to see LSU play first this season. And that's Florida State. Florida State, I believe, is the top ranked team in terms of FPI. You know, FPI is that ESPN ranking with um, really the crux of it is returning production. So not just returning players like you could have. 40 players coming back, but if they didn't play or if they didn't, you know, they weren't starters consistently, then your FPI is not going to be as high as maybe a team that's returning eight starters on both sides of the ball. So Florida state returning their starting quarterback, returning, you know, a solid running back, returning a bunch of their leading receivers that all contributes to the FPI. So I believe Florida state has more returning production than any other school in the country. We saw more from Florida State than we have under Mike Norvell and the entirety of his tenure at Florida State. A lot of people are very high on Florida State, and honestly, rightfully so. Jordan Travis is a dude. He is. Mike Norvell is a really good coach. I had honestly, before this past season, been really shocked that he hadn't had more success at Florida state, just because I saw what he did at Memphis. For example, he was able to turn Memphis from a team that nobody really cared about to a must watch team in the Memphis area. So I'm honestly shocked to see Florida state. Eighth. I saw Brett McMurphy's preseason poll. I believe he had Florida state either in the top four or the top five Shocked to see them as low as they are in the AP poll. Again, what does that mean? It means nothing other than everybody expects this LSU-Florida State game to be an absolute shootout. And honestly, I do too. Number five, number eight, going into the season, it's going to be a blast. But I think we all kind of knew it was going to be a blast even before the AP poll came out. But just a reminder to everyone, just like it was my, uh, my training cam golden rule, We don't get too high on the AP poll. We don't get too low on the AP poll because you don't get a trophy for winning the AP poll in August. And the one that matters is the one that comes out in January. Now, if you're number five overall in January, that's a different story. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. Reminder, Mailback Wednesday is back. Get those questions in coming up tomorrow for all of my everydayers. We will do a breakdown of what we've seen offensively so far in training camp and some players that are really standing out and are really making a name for themselves so far in training camp. We'll get into that coming up on Locked in LSU.